Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is David Birnbaum and I'm joined by Cheryl Peters today and this is For Christianity's Sake. Uh, thanks for joining me, Cheryl. No problem, happy to join. Um, so, you know, I find kind of all religion interesting. Obviously, you know, my background is Judaism and I'm doing a podcast on that. But I also wanted to kind of connect with some of my Christian friends about Christianity and their faith because I've honestly found some of the most insightful conversations I've had to be with you and other practicing Christians. So mm-hmm. I wanted to just kind of have an outlet for that and, and you know, that piece of religion or, or some would call philosophy as well. Um, so I'd kind of love to hear about how you came to Christianity, like if you were born Christian and then, you know, when you started to really identify as it um, as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I just want to say, first of all, thanks for having me. And no um, so uh, the first question was how I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Or um, I feel that I have like a kind of typical story. Like uh, I grew up in a Christian home and I like... When, when you go to the baptisms, a lot of times you hear, like, I grew up in a Christian home, and then this thing happened, and then, like, I became a Christian. And then, mm-hmm. um, so in that sense, like, uh, I, I had all of the teachings of Christianity growing up. We would go to church every single Sunday, and I would listen to the sermons and go to all the kids, like, Sunday school and hear um, about Christianity that way. Yeah. But it was, like in elementary or high school that I was starting to kind of doubt Christianity and I was wondering if it was a real thing and like um I I really struggled because like there is a verse about um how if you're if you doubt you're kind of like a wave being tossed to and fro in the sea and in that sense like, I interpreted that as a very negative way. Like, I'm not allowed to doubt at all. Mm. And I really struggled with that concept and um, trying to, like, have faith and then not, but then doubt at the same time. Yeah. And, yeah, so it just, it was, it was tough in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so then... Thank you for sharing that. And so mm-hmm. when and what caused you to refine or, or find your faith? Right. So, uh, yeah, during that time, it was also like during time of high school and elementary school, it was I, I had a lot of insecurities, like a lot of things just going along with being an adolescent. Yeah. And those things were were like... Uh, tough as well like I I felt that I couldn't really connect with people I was very quiet and I just um, I I only had a really few close friends mm-hmm. and the things that were like getting me through that were my bible readings and like going well I can't say going to church like just physically going to church but hearing the sermons and hearing Um, about my value and purpose as a person Mm -hmm. that is what carried me through those times and it's it's what has continued to carry me through my life 
like I've gone through even more recently, it was like, um, yeah, not wanting to be on the earth kind of thing. Yeah. And then finding purpose, yeah. purpose in, um, in Christianity and all those things and it, mm-hmm. it is like a kind of emotional topic for me. Yeah, when well, I appreciate you for sharing and, and take as long as you need as well. Sure. Yeah, so anyway, so that is like, yeah, discovering the purpose that I have um, as a human and knowing how much God loves me and how much value I have. Um, uh, because of that, I've really found my identity as a Christian, mm-hmm. and it's something that I always want to like tell people about when I hear that they're struggling with depression or those like kind of things. Because it's yeah, yeah, that's how I've been able to get through it. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um. And so do you still struggle um, to keep your faith? Um, and, and do you find that in moments of personal doubt and, and potentially depression, are those paralleled by doubts in, in faith and in Christ? Um, I would say, yeah, sometimes they are. Like, yeah, I find that when I'm starting to doubt, I in my heart i have like a sense of wanting to rebel Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's like a constant struggle against myself and i guess wanting to just do what what i feel like doing (laughs) like Mm -hmm. going into the world and just i don't know living out a life that is completely selfish (laughs) and completely for my own like once but as soon as i do that is when like when those feelings of depression start to come back and i i think that it's it's a sign of like uh i think that if if you don't have god in your life you will always feel a sense of emptiness Mm -hmm. and the only thing that can really fill that void is god and i always start to feel that when i don't feel that I'm in the faith or like when I'm just wanting to live my own, let my life the way that I want to live it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Um, I'm interested in how, you know, as you found your faith and continue to, let's say, hone it or, or strengthen it, how has that changed your relationships with friends at all? Um, you know, I see a lot of my friends are very secular and kind of atheistic. Mm. And so I'm interested to see how, as you've become, you know, more devout of a Christian, let's say, um, how has that kind of been reflected in in the peers uh, you mm. spend time with, I guess? Um, well, I guess, like, with some of my friends when when we would get into conversations about religion or Christianity it was they kind of think that I have this aura of I don't know what it is of 
they think that I'm going to judge them. And mm-hmm. they think that I'm just going to say like, oh, your life, you're, you're not living your life the way that you like you should be. But mm-hmm. it's, it's just this expectation they have of me before they come to actually speak with me. And um, yeah. I, they've actually been very surprised like when they talk with me and then uh, they find out that, well, mm-hmm. I'm actually not like that. They'll tell, even tell me like, oh, I thought you were yeah. going to judge me. And I was like, I didn't want to tell you this thing because I just like didn't think you would take it well. Um, yeah. So in that sense, I think it's like with some of my friends, they maybe don't want to share things with me because of that perception they have mm-hmm. of me. But I, yeah. Uh, I think this is actually a wider thing. Like it happens with a lot of people when they hear that you're a Christian, they just think that you're going to judge them, and it, it's yeah. it's support like it's a reflection of how Christians might have behaved in the past and I feel that it's somewhat uh, I don't know how to describe it like it's just a historical thing for me yeah and for me like I think that's kind of across the board in most religions that the older generation I think it's more a generational thing Right. The, the things that our generation does more often are often judged by right. older generations that are still the representative face for a lot of uh, religions. And in particularly, Christianity has kind of yeah. that reputation. Um, but I mean, from my experience, I definitely don't feel that you're that way or or the other Christians that are our age are right. that way either. Right. Like especially, you know, I was let's say quite down the wrong path as a sinner uh to put it you know yeah basically and i don't i feel like i can be honest and have those conversations with you know christians definitely and and i think it's more about the individual than it is about some arbitrary not arbitrary but some you know grouping Mm. or labeling um yeah that way yeah so in that sense like uh i haven't seen really negative things happen i guess like from being a christian and in my relationships with mm-hmm. my friends yeah yeah do do you see a difference when you're talking to or with you know other christians versus non-christians or people who are just non-believers generally do you notice a difference that kind of you know crosses people uh, a difference in what sense? And like, I, I'm not really sure what sense, but like, I can always tell, I know the Christians I talk to that are practicing, I can always just have more insightful conversations with. They seem more mature for their age hmm. and more level-headed. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know many practicing people in, that are Jewish or any other religion, but I, so, but I do, I have felt that you know, people who are spiritually more, you know, understanding mm. um, have a difference when I talk to them. So I, I wanted to know if kind of that is echoed in oh, your I experience. See. Um, yeah, when it comes to like world perspectives, I guess if we put it that way. Yeah, there's 
there's definitely yeah. like the Christians that I talk to have kind of a deeper conviction over those kind of perspectives and they're they're not like uh like I, I don't know they're not really like searching in, in a sense it's more that they have they know what what it is that they this is really hard to put into words but they they have a sense of yeah the yeah the path on. they're on the struggles that they're going through they know what they need to do um and and it's just a matter of allowing uh, themselves well to it's do always it. like for us it's a matter of letting god do it so it's like waiting on god to okay. um do his work so it might be like we're we're struggling mm -hmm. with uh i don't know a job or we're just having struggles at work and it's about leaning into God's grace and like trying to work out those scenarios by waiting on him and having faith in him. So those conversations are completely different than what I would have with any other, like a non-Christian. It would be more of them just like yeah. complaining about work <laughs> or wanting something else, mm -hmm. like always looking, like they're always looking for something else to fulfill that. Yeah. that void that they have in their life okay that's very interesting and bringing it back to you kind of talked earlier about when when you're uh, doubting or when you were it was like this idea of what being on mm -hmm. that wave and and so do you kind of feel like you know I definitely kind of was in that drifting sense before completely and I'm kind of working on grounding myself let's say a bit more but do you feel like you know do you still ride that wave a lot and do you feel like you know these people who are searching endlessly for some answer that they are kind of stuck in the wave um yeah i would say so um i think the wave is a bit like i i, I guess i see it a bit differently now uh then I would have. Okay. Uh, then it was a matter of I felt that I was doing something wrong because I was doubting, and now I see that it's mm -hmm. when you don't have a solid foundation for your life, then you're mm -hmm. you're just gonna be searching for that purpose and like you're going to have your own ideas for your life and in your mind and you're always going to be looking for that next thing and in that sense you're not really a, you're not really on a solid foundation like you're kind of like that wave mm -hmm. going back and forth and it's when you uh when you kind of be just like humbled <laughs> like when you're humble about who you are in this earth and that you're not completely in control of everything you can't control like whether you're going to be successful or not it when you come to that mm -hmm. understanding then you have a bit more of a steady feet so to speak um i know yeah. that sounds very abstract but no i i mean i think it makes sense to me and i mean that's definitely been the my, my experience as well um 
So now that you kind of, I think that, I think you did kind of clarify that pretty well. And so now, you know, in your experience, what, what, you know, more explicit values have, has that added? How, how has, you know, your faith, you know, positively impacted your life? What have you seen since you've, uh, you know, become more, you know, Follow, more followed in your faith uh, for lack right. of the proper term um, well the main thing that I've experienced is like a fuller like a fuller sense in my heart I, again it's really hard to explain mm -hmm. these kind of things because I think that there there's a physical realm to it but also that spiritual realm so in the physical it's like mm -hmm. my emotions just are more steady like uh, I'm not going having really low depression bouts and low high bouts and cycling through that every few weeks kind of mm -hmm. thing. It's um, they're more consistent. And then in terms of like yeah. uh, like having peace and joy and wanting to live a life that is more loving towards others, like being less selfish. Mm -hmm. These kind of things are not. I don't think come naturally to me. Like I think even my temperament is um, just my personality is more likely to want to be to look into myself and to be like uh, thinking about myself all the time. <laughs> so yeah. uh, like my faith has helped me to look outside of myself to not have that inward focus, but to want to help other people to like my in terms of career I want to go out and be able to help people uh I don't know like live better lives I guess and in terms of yeah even like the environment like I want to take care of the earth and these kind of things so yeah um yeah I guess that's that's it okay and and do you see those values like broadly reflected in your Christian circles, like at your church, your your Christian friends? Do you see a similar? Because that's not what we hear or the average person thinks of when they think right. of a Christian, right? There's uh, so is that, but is that's my experience with you and and the Christians I know is a similar, maybe not those specifics, mm. but how. Um, in in your circles are are those those types of values reflected uh, yeah i would say so like they're very highly like values like love joy peace being uh love towards others loving god loving um loving one another going out of your way to love each other and you do this not in spite of yourself not because of yourself you do it because god loved you first and it's not because of you that you want to do it. It's just that's the way God designed it. <laughs> um, so these kind of values are very strongly reflected in the Christian communities, I would say. Like they're um, like humans are hu humans. Like everyone, no one is perfect. And... Um, I wouldn't expect the people even in the church to be perfect, but I think that yeah. it's like someone might be bad, but because they're a Christian, they're 
less bad, (laughs) so to speak, in terms of their actions and behaviors. And so I think those Mm -hmm. that those behaviors are like uh, in the church or in Christian communities with other Christians I speak to. It's always on their mind that they they recognize that they have sin and they recognize that they there's something outside of them that they need in order to get rid of that sin and that they can't do it on their own so that kind of humility is a very common thing among christians or that i know and and yeah and that kind of humility is is just very powerful generally i think as well um and it's I mean, it's it's a key part of Christianity, uh, for sure. Um, and so, you know, in the vein of, of no one's perfect and, and that kind of thing, um, you know, do you do you find yourself still doubting now? And you know, how do you find your faith again? Like, what practices do you follow, or uh, how do you get yourself back on the right track if you sometimes drift off of it? You know today or 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 next month um well what i find is that when i'm doubting it's probably because i'm going to work not talking to anyone about christianity or anything and then i just go home and i watch tv or like go on social media and in a way i'm kind of feeding my mind with things that are not good like uh in social media, it's it's a matter of constantly being barred with comparisons and wanting something that I don't have. And um, mm-hmm. in order to like get back on the track, it's a matter of like for me, it's us- usually reading the Bible and um, being in community and fellowship with other Christians. And um, yeah. kind of being reminded of the truth. It's, it's almost like uh, amnesia. It's like I've forgotten already mm-hmm. what those truths were. And yeah. I just need to be reminded of them. And then that usually can get me back, <laughs> like, on the track. Yeah. But... Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing how quick, even though, like, we know something so deeply, it's amazing how quickly we can forget it, especially... Yeah, in today's society, there's just so much, yeah, flying into right. our into our. There's minds. a lot of uh, junk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I'm I'm hoping that yeah, this can kind of serve one of those purposes as well. You know, I'm not uh, a Christian, but I do find those exact same things. I like talking about these types of things, and it, it, and they very much help me remember the important things in life and the important path mm. and that kind of stuff um you know so f- in in future episodes we'll kind of talk around you know specific topics in christianity and mm-hmm. that kind of thing as well but i really do appreciate you sharing your kind of background yeah. on it as well um and i i do want to know uh you know when you go to these sunday services um do you find that they're, you know, valuable in a practical sense, in a day-to-day sense? Because, you know, a lot of people assume that it's all just 
you know, let's call it philosophical mm. and theoretical. And so if they can just, re, you know, if they can just, re, we, you and I maybe need help remembering to yeah. stay on the good path. And that's all that it is. Um, but do you find like it practically applicable, the lessons and the, and the sermons? Um, I think it depends somewhat on the sermon. Like uh, it depends a lot on the pastor and how well he's able to tie it in to today's life. Um, because if mm -hmm. like if you just read the Bible then and you try to read it in context, um, that's you're you're already pretty close. You're like maybe sixty percent there to understanding how to apply it to your mm -hmm. life. But sometimes you need like that bridge because these people were living in very different ancient times that we just cannot relate to. Yeah. And so having that yeah. bridge to our time um, is is like kind of what you need to really apply it. Um, so some yeah. pastors I find are quite good at doing this. Other ones are, it, it still feels a little bit like abstract. Like I'm not really sure how to apply it directly to my life. Um, but I would say it's like 70 to 80% are, are pretty good. Okay. Or even if I don't understand exactly like how to apply it, I can usually, I usually find that there's something in the sermon that kind of God is speaking to me about, like something particular in my life where um, maybe I've been struggling in the past week to really grasp my mind around it or um or uh, yeah i've just been like kind of struggling with something i don't know like uh, today's today's was about pride um and humility and it was about like a, a a general who was very proud he had but he had leprosy and uh so he talks to this other king in in uh another city about um, he hears that there's a prophet in another city that can cure him of his leprosy, but he's so proud that he doesn't want to talk to that prophet directly. So instead, he writes a letter to that king in that area, and the king is like, "What? Well, I can't cure leprosy. <laughs> like, that's not. Are you trying to yeah. uh, start a war? <laughs> Something?" Um, and then the yeah. prophet responds, and he's like, "No, no, no. I can do this." <laughs> and uh, yeah. so then he he heals that general of his leprosy but there was uh, the point I'm really skipping past through like an hour long sermon in two minutes but yeah yeah, yeah. anyway yeah, the yeah. message was you know like this general was very proudful and and he really needed to understand his pride before he could be healed and when he was healed of his leprosy mm -hmm. he wasn't just healed of his leprosy he was also healed of his pride like he had a really different perspective yeah. after he was healed before he was like i'm a general you mm. need to serve me like come see me wave your hand heal me <laughs> um but he had to yeah. do something a lot dirtier a lot grimier go into like a river to be cleaned of this leprosy and he had to go into this dirty river like seven times to do it and that was like a transitional moment for him before he could really be humbled anyway so this whole thing was it was speaking to me about the pride in my life and um 
that I I can like I I don't know if there's like a yeah exact action in my mind that I I'm ready to take but yeah but that yeah but that's just a good lesson to yeah. be reminded of exactly um, so yeah, yeah thank you for sharing um, and yeah I guess I honestly want to just say I I really appreciate you coming on and doing this and sharing with me and it honestly does humble me to be able to have these conversations with mm. with you and with others so I I really Great. just want to thank yeah, you. I'm really happy to help and talk with you. Yeah, and and thanks to everyone who is listening. I hope you found that as enlightening as I did and I hope you'll tune in next week um for Christianity's sake. Thank you. Bye.